Cinnabuds receives support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, Eye Care and Eyewear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Welcome. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. I'm Dory Zori from Radio Milwaukee. And this is Cinnabuds. And this week on Cinnabuds, we are celebrating Pride Month. Yay! Yay! With a very special guest with us today, Christopher. Yes, absolutely. To help us talk about all queer films ever is the wonderful... Genre queer and shorts programmer from Milwaukee Film, Mr. Jack Feria. Well, hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. You have two minutes to talk about every queer film you love ever. Go. Okay. We'll start right away. Man, there's so many incredible films. I mean, you can't start a conversation about great queer films without Paris is Burning, Jenny Livingston's 1990 iconic documentary that has fingerprints, footprints, all the prints everywhere in queer media right now. Uh, just so incredibly legendary. We got to have Jenny Livingston at the film festival a couple we years did. ago uh, for a special screening of the film in the main house, the Oriental Theater, which made me cry in <laughs> random moments. Just so beautiful to experience that film with a group of people and to give Jenny uh, the thanks for for creating that. Um, man, other great, incredible films passages which we just had at the film festival this year oh, yeah. i think is one of the best queer films ever made in particular it should be back around in the market hopefully in august but it's iris sax's new film stars franz Rogowski, uh ben wishaw aka paddington i know yeah, yeah. and adele x archopolis from blue is the warmest color uh a really complicated but beautiful film uh that sort of breaks open what sexuality can be but never labels it which is really really wonderful to experience in a film and man how much time do i have left to no, talk about all that, the films it, we don't want to give it away all away oh, yeah. at the beginning but that's a great start that's what you can expect from the rest of the podcast plus an excellent pronunciation of adele's name when you say it again <laughs> Exarchopolis? Why you make it sound so easily? When I see that written out, we struggled. We talked about this at the festival. <laughs> Everyone was giving it a go, but that was smooth as silk. That's why Jack's the man. <laughs> why is it important to Milwaukee Film to have a department like this? Oh man, well we got lots of LGBTQ plus folks in the Milwaukee area and just in Wisconsin in general. I think it's so important to to be able to spotlight all the great stories about our people. We are a part of the Milwaukee fabric and foundation and community. We've always been here. We're going to stay here uh, <laughs> and we'll party together and we'll have our allies together to watch films with us. Uh, it's a great time. I, I love having genre queer as part of Milwaukee film. Yeah. So we're going to listen uh, to a lot more of these great films and talk about the Milwaukee film lineup for Pride Month right after this. Stick around. Hey, Wisconsin foodies. This is Tariq Moody of Radio Milwaukee. Join Milwaukee Magazine's food writer Ann Christensen and myself every Friday morning at 8 a.m. for This Bites, Milwaukee's longest-running culinary podcast. We talk about everything from new restaurants, pop-ups, cookbooks, events, and even an occasional interview with a local chef. Head over to RadioMilwaukee.org slash ThisBites or listen anywhere you get your podcasts. 
All right, now we are back and we're celebrating Pride Month with Dory, myself, and Mr. Jack Feria. Hey, everyone. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, Christopher, I know you have a very long list. Should we get to some of our favorites <laughs> yeah. first, or should oh, we boy. should we just kind of run down what is happening at the Oriental Theater in June? Yeah. Let's do that first. Let's, do that Let's first. talk about what's going on at the Oriental. Uh, first, coming up, it is Friday, June 9th. Our very first the films, sort of of our, our our mini genre queer Pride Month festival that we have going on, with a very special screening of the PBS documentary Wisconsin Pride. The history of Wisconsin has long been told from a particular point of view, one that has often concealed LGBTQ plus people. We've been here all along, and nobody knew it. This is a brand new two-hour documentary about the history of LGBTQ plus folks in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, the varied history, the complicated histories, all will be told and revealed. Uh, that's going to be in the main house of the Oriental Theater, the gorgeous Chris and Jennifer Abley Cinema. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Is that it's, a new film? It is brand new. It's, it's brand, brand new. new. This, okay. uh, this is the... Wisconsin premiere, I believe. Uh, you get to see a little bit earlier before it premieres on uh, on Milwaukee PBS in particular. Uh, we will have some of the filmmakers will be a part of um, part of a program there, uh, saying a few words before the film. Uh, you'll get to see some incredible figures that are interviewed in the film as well. Oh, uh, you'll get to hear from me. I'll do a little do a little oh, song yeah. and dance number for everybody. <laughs> uh, big note about it: it's completely free to attend. Um, thanks wonderful. so much. Yeah, it, I, it's one of the few pride events that you can you can fully come to for free. We're encouraging people to come as your full authentic selves, enjoy some pop, break some popcorn, yeah. uh, have some drinks of choice uh, at the screening. It's gonna be a really great time. That's I, a great way to start. No doubt. I, uh, any any fun facts or little tidbits about the filmmakers and how long they've been working on this film? How long something like that this has been planned? Or this project has been in the works since I've been in Milwaukee. Just about. For, for about a decade so far. I know it's been a, a hope and a dream for so long. It's been worked on for many, many years. I know that the filmmakers will be there to, to say a few words mm -hmm. about all of the work That's that, that was involved to make it happen, but it's been a long time coming. That's awesome. We have this podcast called Be Seen, and it's in season two where um, we do audio storytelling about Wisconsin's LGBTQ plus history from the riots to drag mm -hmm. to everything in between, some serious episodes, some fun episodes. And I am so excited to see this documentary to see how much new things yeah. that I can learn. I saw a rough cut about... <laughs> three weeks ago uh, of the film and I've read so many books specifically about Milwaukee LGBT history, oh, Wisconsin yeah. LGBT history and there's so much in this that I was like well I never learned that before so everyone is going to get to to know a little something new about about our histories. That's really awesome. I'm um, excited to see that. That's just one. That's just night one. That's just one. That's <laughs> night one. Uh, join us the next day. We got Saturday a special matinee screening of uh, the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. If alien beings arrived in your town, how would they act? What would they say? And most importantly, what would they wear? Come on, girls. Let's go shopping. 
practices. I'm very happy about this. An iconic Australian uh, film starring, oh my gosh, uh, Hugo Weaving is in it, Terrence Stamp. Uh, Oscar winning for best costumes when it came out. A gorgeous, gorgeous film. If you haven't seen it before, worth it to give it another chance. It's another one that we get to have in the main house of the Oriental Theater. That's great. Which is really, really special to me that we get to to have specifically queer stories on that gorgeous screen in that space. Yeah. Making sure that everyone knows that the Oriental Theater belongs to all of us. It's going to be a lot of fun. That movie I saw for the first time kind of late like i feel like it was only two or three years ago that i that i saw it and um that is such a fun movie and deservedly winning the oscar for costumes because those costumes are like if nothing else see for the costumes yes it is it's a really great film that's one of my favorites i just had to look that up because i saw that in the theater probably back when um this is a humble not break (laughs) um when the prospect mall had a theater i think we'd go to movies all the time in the 90s 1994 is the year that it originally came out. So to see it again on the big screen is going to be a treat. It's going to be so good. Speaking of treat, you know that we have the Rocky Horror Picture Show every month. A little special Pride Month screening of that midnight on Saturday, June 10th. And then uh, when you're rested and recovered from all that, join us for a kind of wild screening of Mommy Dearest. (laughs) You know what's missing in my life? Come on, you've got everything you want. No, I don't. I want a baby. Out of the question. Don't you dare judge me. We have a moral and legal responsibility. And what you're really doing is denying one of your children the opportunity to live a wonderful and advantaged life. You're a lucky little girl and very expensive. It cost me a lot of favors. Christina, darling, I'm going to make a perfect life for you. Uh, This is a queer classic film. It's one I've been wanting and begging for us to show for so, so long. And I cannot wait to scream all of the dialogue at the screen with everyone and just to be able to laugh. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. That movie traumatized me as a child watching it. So maybe this is the moment that turns around in my life, Christopher. Yeah. And I come and enjoy it in a way face it was. Face your fear. Face my fear and enjoy it through the eyes of uh, audience participation, laughter and screaming at the That'll screen. That would be really interesting because I assume we won't allow people to bring wire hangers. That's oh. probably discouraged. <laughs> but we can all yell no wire hangers together at oh. some point. We must. <laughs> that I mean, in general, I love it when we show like older, like black and white, older, like classic Hollywood era films in that theater. I'm almost as much as I like seeing like films that came out when the theater was built, like oh, Chaplin films or yeah. something. That it reawakes all the so spirits cool. yeah. that are hanging out but, in the theater. I mean, that era is so. There's so much good stuff, and I love it when we show that that specific era. But this one will be a ton of fun to watch, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait. So it's like a whole weekend. So it's yeah. a, all going over essentially from like, was it Thursday to Sunday? A Friday to Sunday. A Friday yeah. to Sunday. So yeah, pack it all in. That's wonderful because Pride Fest is the first weekend in June. Then you That's can right. get your movie on the That's second right. weekend Absolutely. in June. Come and recover, rehydrate inside of a, a cool, dark <laughs> theater with everybody. It's going to be great. People can find more information on this special Pride screenings over at Milwaukee Film's website. Absolutely. Absolutely. mkefilm.org slash pride. 
That's correct. I guessed. I assumed that I was like, I assume that's the same as always, right? And I, I got it. I nailed it. All right. It's almost like I work there. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep your job today. Yay. All right. Let's get into some of our this faves. Is my favorite. I oh love lists. <laughs> yeah, if we're going to give people some recommendations, mm-hmm. if you want to obviously go see all the films at the Oriental Theater, but if you want to watch more queer films this month uh, and every month, <laughs> because we have a lot of recommendations, which I will try to keep to a minute. Um, what are some, well, let's do a round robin, some of our favorite films, uh, favorite queer films ever. All right, Jack, you're oh, our guest. You man. go first. You should go first. Oh, it's just so tough. There, I, It took me so long. <laughs> there are so many cross outs of like, oh man, this will just take so much time. It'll be an hour long <laughs> podcast. But uh, one of the first films that came to mind for me was a film that came out in 2015, uh, not as well seen as a lot of different films, but Henry Gamble's birthday party. I don't think he's gay. I think he's just confused. Um, Cooper. What? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, I'm saying it's obvious. Not a good thing, that's for sure. You sweet it feels like we're losing a whole generation. This is a film directed by Stephen Cohn, who is a uh, Chicago-based filmmaker. It is, I love a good film that's a family gets together for a party, chaos ensues. They are celebrating the 16th uh, birthday of Henry Gamble, uh, who is a young boy who's a son of a pastor. uh, And oh, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. And kind of slowly coming to terms with his sexuality or more so the people around him coming to terms before he fully jumps onto it uh joe keery from stranger things is a member of the cast and for always and forever will be oh yeah joe keery from henry gamble's (laughs) birthday party Uh, but uh it's a really really gorgeous film another one that you know just jump jump right in give them that uh give them that rental that buy it's such an incredible film I remember that when it was on the festival circuit a mm-hmm. few years ago or several years ago, I guess. Time just flies so, so quickly. But I never saw it, so I'll definitely have to put that on my oh, list. Yeah. One of the films that stands out for me has a party theme as well. I remember it was sometime again in the 90s. I lived on the east side, walking distance from the Oriental and Downer. And my friends and I were looking for something to do. I looked at the movies and said, oh, There's a film at the Downer called It's My Party. There's a balloon on the cover. This is going to be fun. Let's just go watch a fun film. I have 10 days till I croak, right? Now, he's going to do the only logical thing. You know what I always said I'd do if I got this? He's going to have the party of his life. Babe, you know me. I never miss an opening. Everyone he knows will be there. This is my party. We It was pre-internet, pre-cell phone, so we just went, we sat down, and uh, do you know what this is about, Christopher? No. Um, It's called It's My Party? It's My Party. It's one of the first feature films to address the topic of AIDS patients dying with dignity. It's basically, I think, a lawyer or two professional men, and really what the party was is a party being thrown for one of the two gentlemen that was dying of AIDS. And so everyone was together at the house. The movie was 
serious, dramatic, beautiful, uh, lighthearted. But overall, it wasn't the movie that we thought we were going right. to see. Halfway into the movie, we were all like moved to tears. And uh, it's been one of my favorite films anytime someone talks about uh, a queer film. Margaret Cho was in it. Um, Bruce Davidson, Lee Grant, Gregory Harrison, um, Marley Matlin. Matt, oh. Matlin, I say I always feel like Matlin, I say yeah, Matlin, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so that is one of the films that I would definitely see again if it was in a theater somewhere, uh, just with different expectations walking in. But yeah. it actually ended up being the movie that we didn't know we needed to see, but we really did yeah. that day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I had a very similar experience with Schindler's List, <laughs> interestingly. Oh, man. I had no knowledge of it. I was at college and they gave a bunch of college dorms free tickets what'd you think the list was uh yeah i didn't know i didn't think it and it wasn't called something like it's my party where i can see the confusion i was like oh it's a steven Sp i knew it was a steven spielberg movie right. and i don't think at this point i'd known him for such heavy material mm -hmm. so yeah like still, e. still loved it but i was like why are we the only college kids in this um, in this yeah. theater we figured it out um jack you're familiar with that movie it's my party yeah absolutely that's one of those uh some of the films that i had on my list or were films that I remember getting it from the library when I was eight or nine and kind of being like, ooh, let me just sneak on down to the basement and watch this real quick and just uh, kind of, yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that's great. Moving. Men's two, two I have to add to my list. That's great. Yeah, I've got a big list I'm writing down too. All right, yeah. next up. Yay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now Christopher's going to talk oh, for the rest of the podcast. This is very difficult, but I'm going to, oh. so I'm going to start with uh, Beginner's. Uh, Mike Mills, oh. 2010. Oh. I know. Oh, Jack just heart. put his hand on his heart. <laughs> I understand. My parents got married in 1955. They had a child and they stayed married for 44 years until my mother died. Six months later, my father told me he was gay. I'm gay. I remember him wearing a purple sweater when he told me this, but actually he wore a robe. I'm gay. He was gay the whole time they were married. I suggest this film to a lot of people um, because... It is one of those, it's that cliche, you'll laugh, you'll cry. Mm -hmm. It is a funny movie and it is a, has this element, this strange element to it uh, with the dog. The dog speaks to him in, in French, I think. I may be mis mixing up two different movies. But uh, there's this kind of little fantastical bit with the dog, which is kind of outside the parameters of the rest of the film, which is essentially a beautiful father-son story. Uh, it's Ewan McGregor and... Uh, Christopher Plummer. Thank you, Christopher Plummer. Um, and Christopher Plummer plays his dad, who's about in his 70s, and just now, haven't seen it in a while, I believe, just now realizes that he's gay after his wife has already passed. And so you see his dad fully try to commit to this the queer community and how it is, you know, how he shapes his relationship with the son and, you know, the community and himself. Um, it's such a fun and beautiful movie that is also sad and heartbreaking at the same time, but you will literally laugh and cry both at this movie. I, I can't recommend this enough. Some, one of the things we do at Milwaukee film is certainly one of the benefits is that you can give, um, give us like 10 of your favorite movies. And then we, as a staff, try to come up with 
suggestions for you based on what you like. Um, recommend it if you like. Yeah, yeah. At a certain level, you get that. It's nice. A little, little membership uh, benefit. Yeah, a little, little bonus. Um, I look just for, I just look for movies like how can I fit beginners into this list? Oh <laughs> Every time. Yeah. I'm like, that'll be easy. Let's start with ones I just want to recommend to people and how can I justify it? But yeah, that would be uh, at the top of my list. Oh, so beautiful. I love that film. I will see every Ewan McGregor movie ever. So that's <laughs> yeah. how I ended up watching that movie. But we loved it so much that I think we instantly turned around and bought the DVD when that was a thing yeah. that you would do so you could watch films again because that was pre-streaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that was one that my mom took me to because she, just like you, will see every Ewan McGregor film. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, man, that just yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that pulls at the heartstrings. Do we have time for more? Or should we do like a, a lightning round? Oh, I think we have time. Let's do one more like in depth and then we'll do a little oh, lightning round. Wonderful. Jack, do you want to do Ooh. another one? Yeah. Well, you know, I have to talk about a short film. I got to throw oh, a yeah. short film in here. This is one that you can watch online now. I believe it's uh, available through The New Yorker. It is a short documentary called Trade Center. Back in the late 1970s, every public restroom, secluded park, roadside stop was a potential or actual orgy room. But it's so totally different now. The stairwell was one of the most memorable <laughs> experiences there. Uh, eight minutes long and sort of discusses how One World Trade Center used to be a spot for uh, for gay men to to hook up and be together. And it goes in depth about what different security things went on. <laughs> uh, it's a really, really surprisingly moving near the end, but uh, a one of those ooh, little shocking history about <laughs> uh, about a very significant landmark landmark in American history. That is very interesting because obviously Trade Center is the name of the building. But then I also remember in the 90s, trade was a slang that was oh, used yeah. as Not like so. someone that you're dating. <laughs> Air quotes. Right. Do you want to go again? No, go ahead. You want me to do? Please. Okay. Well, I was selfishly hoping you were going to say Hedwig and the Angry Inch so oh, I didn't man. have to use one of my spots. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I can't go without saying Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Ladies and gentlemen. Whether you like it or not. Ow! Hedwig! Don't you know me, Kansas City? I'm the new Berlin Wall. Try and tear me down. How did some slip of a girly boy become the internationally ignored song stylist barely standing before you? Damn, that's, I can't believe you're not a girl. It's one of my... Queer movie, favorite queer movies of all time, but it's also just one of my favorite movies of all time. I've seen it the most. It's the film I've seen the most in the theater. I saw it six times in the theater. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, especially because we showed it as a member screening mm -hmm. a few years ago. Yeah. And that was my sixth. And I was like, yes. I feel like that might be the film slash play we've talked about the most on the podcast since so, you and I took not. over. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not familiar with it, it is... An unbelievable and a very unique film. It's a musical, like a rock musical, based on a stage play that John Cameron Mitchell did. Um, it came when did Hedwig come out? Ninety. Oh, I want to say two thousand one. Oh, two thousand the movie. Early two yeah. thousands. Okay, yeah, and uh, it's about a a German singer. Well, he wasn't a singer yet. He's a German who goes to the United States and has to have a sex change operation in order to go to the United States for whatever reason. You'll watch the movie. And he yes. is left with 
the title, the title of the film. Uh, <laughs> and through his, uh, through, you see his adventures forming a band. And then there's like an ex lover that is haunting him, but the music is unbelievable. And a lot like Priscilla, the costumes mm-hmm. are so good. Yeah. Uh, and John Cameron Mitchell is just un- unbearable to watch. He's so funny and charming. And then he's so tragic and intense. It's a wonderful, wonderful movie. And I, it was my like road trip soundtrack for years. Yeah. I would just have it. I would sing along to it all the time. But I, it's one of my, I'd say, top 10 favorite films of all time. Jack, where does a movie like Brokeback Mountain fit in to what we're talking about? Oh, man, that was one that I was going to bring up on my list. Do you know somebody named Jack? We was fishing buddies. <clears throat> you know, it could be like this, just like this always. This thing grabs hold of us in the wrong place, and we're dead. Boy, it sure found a way to make the town pass up there. You don't go up there to fish. You don't know nothing about her. I, I kind of mentioned to you earlier that there were films that I would, you know, I'd, I'd request from the library and, and just be able to kind of put in a pile of different like yeah. action movies and stuff and and watch secretly because I knew like I, you know, I'd read Entertainment Weekly and, you know, watched different things and knew that that was a big deal. It was like, like, ooh, a gay movie like what what is this um and yeah a film that i haven't revisited in, in a while but uh one that i'm really curious to because they're uh right now in london uh there is a musical version of that film of based on the short story more than the film but it oh. stars uh lucas hedges oscar nominee lucas hedges and mike faced who was in west side story um, but yeah, that kind of it's one of those films that is brought into the conversation a lot because of two straight actors uh, playing queer characters. But I will put it on my list again to revisit. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it. Interested to watch it again because, I mean, Ang Lee's films are just yeah gorgeous and amazing all the time. He, he's such an epic storyteller. Yeah, It's one of those movies I wonder about, kind of like The Sixth Sense, where it's a great movie at the time and then it becomes sort of like a just a like a punchline almost yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. or people reference it but i was like i actually I mean, just using six senses as an example like six senses is a really good movie oh, yeah. right. but it's become kind of a cliche almost just in how you reference it brokeback mountain was the punchline for a bunch of oh, jokes after sure. that yeah. so it kind of took away the i felt a little bit of what it actually was at the time, which was interesting. So I think mm-hmm. I also I also feel like I'd like to revisit that and see how it holds up. Yeah, I watch it a lot because it's is one of my favorite movies. But I've always wondered like what um, people in the LGBT community think about it because it is kind of controversial. It would have been greater if it would have been two um, gay actors playing the roles, but also the idea of maybe something like that opening the door and the people in it were sure. so authentically into the story mm-hmm. that um, hopefully it, it did some good for queer cinema to kind of get more into yeah. the mainstream and have more people feel comfortable um, requesting it at their theaters yeah. or producers, you know, getting more actors and more fund. I mean, funding really is the thing that keeps most movies yeah, from right. happening. Right. Yeah. That's such a key thing is, is the authenticity of the story and, and, and making it feel feel real, and I think again, it's been a while since I've I've revisited it, but that's I remember it being gorgeous and really really being into that. So I'll have to revisit it sometime. Yeah. 
Okay, lightning round with you lightning two. Lightning round. Oh, just us? man. I'll, I'll jump in if, I mean, if there's something that comes to mind, but I'm very interested to hear you two, the film experts. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it when I'm called, I love it and hate it when I'm ever referred to as an expert, <laughs> which luckily on. isn't often. Yeah. Are you go first? Amazing. Uh, Moonlight. We can't talk about queer yeah. films without talking about Moonlight, the best picture winner, which I wish they would be able to to redo that that speech yeah, and that acceptance <laughs> and everything. But oh, if you haven't seen Moonlight, what are you waiting yeah, for? Yeah, that was on my list too, so I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, one that I loved in the nine late nineties was High Art, uh, with Lisa, directed by Lisa Cholodenko, um, with Ali Sheedy and Rada Mitchell. I loved the art scene vibe of it too. And then there was the young woman who's attracted to the older artist. I re- I watched that movie a bunch when I was like in my, my twenties. Man, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I also have uh, stranger by the lake, which is a film that came out in 2013 oh, yeah. from France. Uh, ooh, it's a thriller. It is sexy and it is very, very French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that's oh, redundant, yeah. right? Sexy and very, very <laughs> yeah. French. Yeah. I'm going to say two real fast. A Single Man, uh, Tom Ford's oh, film yeah. with Colin Firth, which is also the book is really, really wonderful, too. And then I lastly, I will say Happy Together, uh, Wong Kar Wai, 1997. I love Wong Kar Wai, who did Chunking Express. And I was looking at lists. I was like, oh, yeah, Happy Together. I haven't seen that yeah. in so long. It's another beautiful one. Yeah. Last one that I'll mention is The Celluloid Closet, yeah. uh, which is a all-encompassing documentary kind of about the first uh, what, 50 to 60, 70 years of uh, LGBT plus representation in film uh, and ties together really well if you're looking to to kill some time before you come to the Wisconsin Pride screening on June 9th. Check out that film. Get your whole download of histories. Uh, it's It's fantastic. I would love to put a little list together for our blog <laughs> post this week because oh, I think yeah. a little checklist of must-watch movies is essential for people that want to follow up and see more of these films. So we will put a list of everything that's been recommended oh, yeah. today yeah. Uh, over at RadioMilwaukee.org for this week's Cinebud. And we will ask our friends on Instagram, of course, what is your favorite oh, queer movie? Yes. You know there's people out there that are going to be digging deep, stuff yeah, we haven't yeah. even thought <laughs> about today. Absolutely. They always respond with such good stuff, so yeah. it's fun to see what they come up with. Jack, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us today. Again, the um, Milwaukee Film Pride weekend of films starts the 9th of June. That's right. And runs through the 11th. That's correct. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, you can go to mkefilm.org slash pride for more information. Thanks, everybody, for listening to our Cinebuds podcast. We'd like to thank Carrie Salinas, our producer, for making us sound great. Absolutely. And thank you to Newski for doing a wonderful theme song for us. Yes. And to our sponsors, Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. But we couldn't do any of this without our members from both Radio Milwaukee and from Milwaukee Film. Thank you guys so much and go out and see some queer movies. See you at the movies. Bye.